and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer of the Center for Victory. Here with me today is Dr. Paul Spradley. As we continue our discussion in the month of January about leadership, Paul, I'm excited for you to be back on the show. Before we get into this whole concept that you're going to lay down for us on reflective leadership today, could you just kind of give us a little bit of background again about yourself, who you are, what you do, and, and what you're doing currently? Absolutely. So my name is Dr. Paul Spradley. Uh, you can find me everywhere on social media, Dr. Paul Spradley. Uh, but my uh, currently what I'm doing is I'm the, the chief inclusion officer for Care-Based Leadership. Care-Based Leadership is an organization that goes in to companies and helps improve culture by focusing on uh, conversations around equity and inclusion and then uh, leading and you know, demonstrating very hands-on and practical ways that that can be uh, established within the culture. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about this topic today because when I talk to the companies that we work with, a lot of them have questions like this, especially how they're developing their young leaders and how they, uh, you know, bring this into their more mature leaders who may not, may not understand. So let's just jump into it. And I'm going to start out with the question, real easy question, maybe, but what does it mean? Uh, what do you mean by reflective leadership? Yeah. So I think for me, I, I didn't realize, um, you know, in all these years of leadership that being reflective was an act of leadership. I thought that it was something that was much more private and individual. Um, but uh, then I was listening to a podcast uh, and it's called the Tim Ferriss show. And what he does is he interviews high level people, CEOs, business owners, founders of, of different large organizations. And he tries to find the, the themes that are in their life so that he could help other people uh, figure out what those are. And one of the things that every person from Oprah to, um, you know, Jeff Bezos, like all, every single to Bill Gates, one of the things that each one of these folks do is they spend time being reflective intentionally because it gives them greater capacity to lead their giant organizations uh, to be, you know, so this, you know, reflective is, is a term that we understand. It's relatively straightforward, but the leadership part of it is just taking the things that happen in that reflective moment and then applying them across this broader spectrum, uh, whether it's an organization, whether it's your life, you know, I think that leadership happens both at a high level in an organization, but I think that like you and I, we're the, we're the CEOs of our homes, right? Like of our, of our families. So there's leadership that's happening uh, at home as well too. And being reflective wherever you're a leader uh, is only going to improve the, the organization because you're thinking about it intentionally. Yeah. And if you could give us some examples uh, of that too, in the family, as we go along, I think that would be great, especially since, you know, uh, where we're at with our families as well. And I think a lot of people would, would, would appreciate that. So when, when you talk about, you know, what, what, does, what does it look like to be reflective, right? Yeah, so I think the, like what it looks like is, is to, be, to have intentional time set aside. Um, and and for, for folks, for different people, it's different times of the year, different times of the day. Um, I think that having this podcast in January is fantastic because, you know, that it's right around the time when folks are, are setting New Year's resolutions. But the idea of being reflective is to take that resolution and then to break it down in the, in the smaller chunks so that you're thinking about the things that you want to do over the course of maybe a week as opposed to over the course of a year. 
so that you're able to measure movement and then, and then see what worked, what didn't work. So I think the, the basic concept of reflective leadership is the idea of being intentional. Um, you'd be surprised how few people actually journal, uh, who actually, actually sits, take time and, 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 and think about what just happened and how can they do that better. Um, oftentimes we're in this, this sort of fast moving uh, go, go, go phase. And, and so the next thing for me is I got to, I got to figure out what's next. And that's, that's why, that's what's going to help me be the most effective. But um, knowing where you've come from is what some, like I said, some of the greatest leaders in the world have done. So uh, when you say what, what reflective leadership is, if I, if I sat down at the end of today and said, all right, well, I might ask myself a few questions. I said, what went well today? Um, what did not go well today? how will I move forward on blank idea or this goal, right? So if I'm setting a new year's resolution and maybe I don't have the capacity to do this every day, maybe I'm just building up time once a week. So every Friday, I'm just going to take some time uh, and, and it's going to be the same time every week where I'm going to ask myself questions like what results did I experience today? What happened? Did this work well? So it's just asking yourself questions. Uh, like I said, High-level leaders do that every day. They also uh, have a sort of pre-reflective practice in the morning where they're thinking about what they're going to do, what their vision is, what their goals are. Um, what lessons did I see or learn? And I think that's really important, right? And you said, tie this into the family. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things, I, I was never given a book on how to be a husband. Right. Uh, and so the idea of being reflective in leadership really comes from learning from places where I was just a jerk, man. I was like, man, like I, I screwed that up in a big way. How can I not make sure that doesn't happen again? And what were the things that led up to that moment? Like what few things happened just before that? So I just need to take a few minutes and say, okay, so the first thing was I was tired. Uh, and so I had some, there were some emotional things that were going on with me. I was tired. Um, and you know, that you've heard of halt before hungry, uh, angry, lonely, tired. If I was tired, and then I snapped at my wife around this conversation around my mom, then the things that I need to be reflective about is that I was tired and the sensitivity around this conversation. So I could prepare for this better next time because I've reflected on it, right? Like I've paused, I've slowed that whole process down. And I said, if I'm tired, I shouldn't have these important conversations. And I need to create another space where I can have this kind of conversation because it doesn't work well if it's a sensitive topic. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I see people like that, that don't do this, that don't take time to be reflective. And usually those are the folks that can, and, and I'd like to your feedback on this. These are the folks that I see when they're not reflective, continue to make the same mistake over and over and over again and wonder why they're stuck. Right. Yeah. There's a deep level of frustration that happens and, uh, after a while, sometimes people start to give up, like they'll, they'll move through this process of frustration and say, well, there's no use in trying. I, I'm, it's, it's just a natural part of my, of my being. It's just what I do. There's no use in trying anything different. It's just who I am. They'll say things like that, but I, I disagree with that. You know, I think that, um, I think that when you're reflective around the, the good things that you're doing and the not so good things, uh, you can improve those, uh, those things and you could, you can alter things because the reflective process is not just with things that aren't going well. It might be with things that have went well. Like, um, so it, you know, I'll use the analogy in the house again. Um, when I said these words, um, or when I did this gesture, 
I, I didn't realize the kind of impact that it had on my, on my wife. So let me think about that and be intentional about doing it again. In a corporate space, uh, we had a really good first quarter. And one of the things that was different about this quarter than last quarter was that um, our teams were meeting in small groups weekly just to get to know each other better. So we were building community in those spaces. If, if I'm reflective, then I'm able to say and slow down the process and say, this is the thing that changed from last quarter. So let's, let's continue this. Let's continue to, to feed this and val give value to this, this element um, and look at other ways that we can improve the culture or, you know, our home. Yeah, is, when, we, when we look at this, um, are there like reasons if you, if you were, if somebody's listening to this and saying like, hey, look, I don't even think I should do this. This is a bunch of, you know, this is just, you know, touchy feely kind of stuff. What would you say to that person that says, why should I do this? You know, what kind of value is it going to give me to, to do this and be more reflective in my leadership? Yeah, I think that uh, the, the value add is that you are able to, in real time, fine tune your practice, uh, whether it's personal practice or professional practice. Uh, you're able to fine tune your work um, by re being reflective. And I think it, it also slows down the process. If I'm, a reg if I'm a general employee and I start the process of being reflective, what I'm now doing is taking on one of the habits of my supervisor and possibly their supervisor. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to think differently about my work, about my space in the company, just by taking 10 minutes at the end of a day and, and thinking about it differently. So, so there's a value add professionally because you start to increase your capacity yeah. and you don't even realize it. And it's a very simple thing to do. Um, but research also suggests that this is the kind of thing that helps your memory as well as your processing, right? So from a value add perspective, um, you're going to be able to be, just because you're thinking about it and you're asking yourself these questions, you're going to be able to improve your memory, uh, which works well in relationships as well. <laughs> uh, but also your, your, your capacity to process, right? Like, and so, and then that moves into a different level of leadership because then you could be reflective in real time. I've seen people uh, in very stressful situations take a breath and it's almost like they're reflecting and very, 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 very quickly. They're assessing and then they give a, a different answer than they might have just because they thought through this process using skill sets that they've used when they, when they weren't in a high stress situation. Mm -hmm. So the person that's not doing this right now, I think it's, it's a very it's a win for you from a process perspective, but it's also a win from you for a leadership perspective because you're adding value to your organization. You're adding value to your company. You're adding value to your self-worth. So your brand as a, as an individual leader in the company. Um, I think the idea of journaling and reflecting um, will, it, it seems so simple too. That I think that's the reason people don't believe in it because it's just, it seems so simple. I'm just writing these thoughts down. I'm just sitting here and thinking about these things but it, it works. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to pick your brain on, on, a, on one more question and then, then give us some tips. But I just wanted to know, you know, I know how some, there are some ways that I do to, to reflect. What are some ways, and again, this isn't necessarily a prescription. I just want to make it a little bit more personal here. What are some things that you do throughout your day and week uh, to be more reflective 
for, for you? I mean, what, what do you find significant for you to do to make you reflective that has helped your leadership in your in, at home and in, and in, and in your career? Yeah. So I, I, I say, I would say a couple of things first, um, in my career, I got to a point where, um, I was running, running, running in my, in my last job where I was managing, you know, a team of 12 folks and reporting to a senior vice president. And I asked my secretary, I said, look, at the end of every day, I need you to carve out 30 minutes that's on my calendar just so that I could, I could start to reflect um, because we're moving so quickly that I'm, I'm missing um, grows, like good things that are happening, and I'm not being able to understand the glows, the things that we can work on. And so once she put those 30 minutes on my day, um, I would wrap my meetings up, I would close my door, I would sit in my, my, my chair, and I would just sit for a few minutes. And I, I always had a piece of paper and a notebook right, right next to me, but I would sit and I would just sort of look up at the ceiling and say, what good thing happened? To, what's one good thing that happened today? Okay. What's one thing that I could do differently tomorrow that I personally could do differently tomorrow? Mm -hmm. What's one thing that we collectively could do differently tomorrow as a team? Right? So those are my three baseline questions in my workspace. Um, and then I would do a similar reflective practice. Um, you know, I, I, I lead a church. And so I, I, I do that as well, too. I, we have a home-based church. And I, I would say, all right, so here's where, the, you know, there's, there's five folks that are coming with some frequency. Where are we at today? With, where am I at with that, those folks? And where can they be in the next three or four months, what's a step that they might take and how can I help nurture that? So I just sit and I think about that and I write it down. And so that way, when we have our next gathering, I'm able to infuse that almost seamlessly into what we're doing. Like it's nothing has changed from their perspective. I'm still talking to them, still reaching out to them over the week. I just might ask a different question because I thought about it. I do the same thing with my family. And I actually uh, learned this from, um, uh, a supervisor, he would sit down with his wife um, the day after their anniversary and they would plan out the next year. Like, what are some things that they'd like to do together? What are some goals that they have for their kids? What are some goals that they have for them? Like as, as far as like vacation goals, financial goals, like what are some things that they'd like to do? And then they would follow up, excuse me, during date night. Um, so if they had date night once a month, the very beginning, as they're getting in the car, they would say, hey, let's just talk about where we're at with our goals. How are things coming along with you? How are things coming along with me? So I, I like that process. Um, that's not something that I, I have a ton of practice doing, um, I, I would say, with my wife on, the, on a regular basis. But we do have built-in time where we are without the kids and just being reflective. What's, what's, what's worked well in these last three months? My wife is a professor, so it works best for us when we're at the beginning and at the end of a semester. So um, usually around August and then yeah. again in December, we'll do it in January and then again around April. So uh, th that's some personal. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really, I really appreciate that. I think it's helpful for our listeners and watchers just to say, okay, like, what are you doing? Cause it's, it's different for everybody. It's not meant to be a prescription, but right. Overall, it's not like we, we sit around, you know, uh, you and I are sitting around the campfire for eight hours a day. Just, you know, um, we're not doing that, right? We're, we're in right. the world. We're out there getting after it. And sometimes it gets stressful. But just to, you know, the, the big thing that I t 
took away. Now, there's lots of chunks that I took away, so I imagine everybody took away some great tips here. But one of the things that you just said is, you know, being reflective really tightens those relationships and connections with the people that are important to us that we are leading or that want us to lead. So, I mean, that was a, a good takeaway. But speaking of, you know, tips as we wrap up, are there two, three, maybe four things that you would tell people uh, if I if, they, if I said to you, hey, I want to become a better reflective leader, what, what are some things that I could start off with? What would you tell me? Yeah, so the first thing would be a, a place to keep notes and a time to do it, right? So the, I think the two most important things of being a reflective leader is having the same time. So every, for me, I, the other thing I forgot to mention is every morning when I get up, um, I, have, I have some God time and then I have some reflection time, then I have some workout time, right? That reflection time is always the same. Even, even if I'm at a hotel, right, from somewhere else, I still, need, I still need to have that in there. So figure out what your time is. If you are brand new and you're afraid that you're going to fail, then put a fail safe in and just do it once a week, right? So like doing it once is better than doing it zero times. And then you add on from there. So figure out what your time is going to be. And then number two, where, what your method is going to be. So uh, forgive me for leaning down really quick. This is, um, this is what I do my spiritual journal in. Um, so like, but I also on my phone use, um, an app called OneNote. OneNote is where I do my, my uh, business journaling and a reflection. And I do that because it syncs with my computer. Yeah. Uh, it goes everywhere. I could just log into so it. So I use those two tools. Um, I have a hard copy. And I know a lot of times um, women like to write. I found that when I'm talking with women about reflective leadership, they very much enjoy this. It's very therapeutic for, for a lot of women. So they will physically write out their calendar, physically write out in their journal. And I think that's fantastic. I have horrible handwriting. And so it's, it's a slower process for me, but um, I, I found that writing is, is still, it's very helpful just in, in the processing of the thoughts, right? The movement of the hand uh, is almost like ballet uh, communicating with your spirit, right? Like it's really interesting. But again, like I said, I also put my professional reflection notes in an online version. And so that, that would be the first and second step for the person that wants to get started. Um, you figure out the time that you want to do it. Step one, figure out what you're going to do it in. Um, so whether it's paper or online. And then I would say the third step is just have some basic accountability, right? So if tell one person that, hey man, just check in with me every week to see if I journaled this past week, to see if I were reflective. Um, because if you don't have anybody that's holding you accountable, there's nobody that's going to ask you, right? Um, you could not do it and nobody would know, right? So for the person that wants to start it out, those are the steps. And then push yourself, man. Like start to think about some big, some big picture goals. You know, at the beginning of the year, I think about a financial goal um, of what I want to do financially. I have a faith goal. I have a family goal. And I have a fitness goal. Um, and uh, I, I try to summarize those. So like my fitness goal, again, this year will be, about 15 pounds that I want to lose because I, I got a dad belly going on, you know? Um, so I take that big goal. And then in week one of January, week two of January, week three, I say, what's, what's one thing I can do to get, to move the needle, 
uh, this week I'm going to drink more water. Okay. And then at the end of the day, say, did I drink enough water today to get me towards this goal? Yes or no? No, then I, what can I do better tomorrow? I can start the day by drinking more water, right? So it's, that's the reflective process. You have a goal sometimes, uh, and then you break that down into what can I do today just to move the needle. And that's what leaders do. They say, I want to take this company, I want to take my department here, but what do we need to do uh, the 1st of February over and over and over again? And then what do we need to do the 15th of February over and over and over? And then what, right? So they, they take this big idea and they break it down into small chunks and they're reflective about it the entire time. Very good. Very good. Very good. Well, we're going to have you back, I think, later in the month, which will be good. Uh, so tune in, folks. But that's all for today. I uh, really appreciate you watching. Make sure you leave a, uh, this video a like and leave a comment down in the comment section down below. We'd also appreciate if you'd hit the subscribe button as well as the bell icon to get notified when we post next. If you'd like more information, uh, you can visit our website at centerforvictory.com. And we always leave you with this. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See you later.